my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me a hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! If you've dreamed of becoming a professional wrestler, it's time to make that dream a reality. The Stride Pro Wrestling Training Academy is now enrolling new students. Classes meet on Tuesdays and Thursday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. for just $60 per month. Be sure to check out the Stride Pro Wrestling Facebook page at facebook.com slash stridepro-wrestling and get enrolled now. Hey friends, welcome to episode 355 of the My One Two Three Cents podcast. And joining me this week is Tyler Heath Hatton, Stride Pro Wrestling. And Tyler, I want to talk about two things uh, associated with Stride. Obviously, we had a big night, and, and we'll talk more about the Bash at the Ballpark Part Two in just a few minutes. But first, uh, Friday, uh, Saturday night, September 11th, uh, Stride returns to Carterville, and it's been a, a busy few weeks for Stride, and I know it's been a busy few months for you as you have been working and, and doing a lot of stuff with coaching, and school is back in session, and, and life in general, so thank you for taking some time here to chat, and let us know what is going on with Stride on September 11th. So September 11th, uh, they're returning to the Stride building uh, there in Carterville to have a show, Um and so I know it's kind of late notice, you know, hopefully we have some people come out and watch. We want to, you know, keep having shows at the building, just kind of keep, keep things going. Uh, we, uh, you know, we just had the bash at the ballpark and on the 11th, you know, you're going to see riser take on Savion airs, uh, and a champion versus champion match. And then you're going to see, uh, the wrestling buddies get their, uh, tag team rematch because they lost, uh, most people may not know they lost the titles and um the tag team titles and um in pulaski at the fair and so they're going to get a rematch uh against you know uh the team of uh you know brian richard's team with aj kellis and and david lee walker and um and so yeah we're gonna those are pretty much the two big main matches that are going to take place um you know you'll see roger mathis will be there and axe you know all will be there and, and you'll see uh you know, see what Peyton Ayers does after he, you know, lost the, um, you know, the, 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 the ladder match, uh, you know, on Saturday and it should be a good show. It should be, um, you know, coming off bash at the, at the ballpark and the other shows. So it should be an exciting time for, uh, for wrestling and for stride. Yeah, definitely. So, and you know, you mentioned bash at the ballpark. This is the second year that we've done this. Obviously last year, uh, with COVID, uh, we weren't able to do it, though there were two shows planned last year for uh, Rent One Park, home of the Southern Illinois Miners. It's a different concept, for for very sure, because we do a couple of matches, 
there's a ball game, and then there are more matches. And I'm always, it, it makes me happy to see not only Stride fans come out and support Stride, but also the Southern Illinois Miners. But, you know, people stuck around. People got there early and, and watched the wrestling because the wrestling starts an hour before the ball game. Um, and people who aren't typically at a Stride show stuck around and, and watched the wrestling. So I think it's a win-win for both organizations. And this was something, like I said, that you came up with uh, two years ago in, in talking with the miners. So, you know, was that kind of the initial idea was to, to get a little interest for both both groups here and everybody kind of win-wins? I mean, I just, you know, I got the idea, actually. You know, AAPW did it, and they did it before the show, and then that was kind of it, and mm -hmm. it was kind of quick, and... Um, and then, you know, I thought about it, you know, by every year, I pretty much went to minors when they did Star Wars night and they did Disney, you know, night and Marvel night and all this stuff and major league baseball games do those types of themes. And, um, and, you know, I kind of, you know, there was a, a guy who was in charge of the minors. He's not there anymore, but he was a huge wrestling fan and I knew him and we were Facebook friends and, and he had reached out. And so I kind of told him, you know, like, I kind of laid it out how I thought it might go. If you had a wrestling night and you had people come up with wrestling theme songs and, and he loved the idea. And I had said, you know, we can do a couple matches before, but then I want to do one after. Now, my original plan was to do it on a, uh, like on a weekend. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, and, and they, you know, he thought the idea because they struggle when school starts during the week to, to get a crowd. Um, and so, you know, uh, so they wanted it more during the week. And, and so it's always, it always worries me because, you know, it's a school night and we are a family friendly, um, company. And yeah. so a lot of our fan base is kids. So it always kind of worries me that kids won't be able to stick around on a school night. Um, but like you said, you know, we had a couple hundred people, you know, um, a hundred, 200 people stay afterwards and um and watch and a lot of those were you know our, our loyal stride fans and you know there was even more than that before uh that came that you know got eyes on our product and you know and hopefully you know follow our facebook page and will come to a couple other shows but um you know yeah that was kind of the idea behind it when i first started and, and talking to them and and you know i kind of feel like it you know it it works, you know, mm -hmm. you, you have, you know, general manager, Sam Hunter on the jumbotron and you have wrestlers doing the, on the field stuff, the games and, and tug of war and running at each other. And it's just a, it, it's a cool, I think, environment for wrestlers and for, uh, you know, for the fans, I think it's kind of a win-win and, and, you know, I, I kind of feel like, you know, at, at 12 bucks a ticket, you know, you know, three or 400 fans there, you know, they, they made money and, you know, they sell concessions and all that. So I, I kind of feel like, you know, it was kind of a win-win for, for both people. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you, you talk about that family friendly, uh, environment and I got to tell you this story during the, uh, ladder match between Riser and Peyton Ayers, uh, there was this little kid there, probably, I don't know, six or seven years old, maybe a little younger than that, but he was a big-time Riser fan, and he was cheering for Riser the whole time. And uh, Peyton 
had taken advantage and, and was, you know, had riser down and was beating him up with the ladder. And this little kid, just at the top of his lungs, yells, punch him in the wiener! And everybody around the kid and, and you know, around the ringside area started laughing because this kid was so passionate and so into riser. And that's really the kind of cool thing about doing these shows, especially ones that are outdoors and you can kind of get around and, and see more people and, and accommodate more fans is, you know, there were older folks there, there were middle-aged folks there, there were moms and dads and, and little kids there. And that's really, I think, the whole purpose, you know, besides you starting Stride to do it as a training facility and, and a place for your friends to work, was to cater to and, and provide family-friendly entertainment at an affordable price. Because like you said, some of the tickets were 8 bucks, some of them were 12 bucks, and you get in there and you have a great night of, of wrestling and baseball. Well, like, you know, I'm going to kind of, you know, go off a little bit of what you said, but um, I kind of want to touch on on Riser a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, I, I would like to think me and you and Curly are, are pretty over as far as, you know, just wrestling personalities or personalities mm -hmm. in general, sure. you know. And so, but there were times during our match when the crowd was quiet, mm -hmm. you know, and I mean, myself, I was in there and they were kind of, you know, kind of quiet and, and, you know, Curly was trying to bring them and, and then, you know, you come in and hit some stuff and they were kind of loud, but they weren't like typically loud. Like you, like I would have thought they would have been mm -hmm. now. Um, and, and maybe you didn't feel that way, but I kind of felt that way during, during the match and, and I was like, I, mean, I really expected then, like when you tagged in, to be a little louder, yeah. you know. And the same thing with me, you know. And and they just, it wasn't there. And I know they said during the early matches, the crowd wasn't there. I talked to Axe, and mm -hmm. you know they were quiet and stuff. However, like I'm sitting there watching the main event, and uh, you know, I and I felt bad because I, you know, I haven't been to a show in a while. And I had people, worker, wrestlers, and fans come up trying to talk to me. And I actually told a couple of them to get away from me because I just wanted to watch. Yeah. I felt bad, but I'm like, I just want to watch. I don't want. I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk wrestling. I don't want to. I want to sit and watch this match. And that crowd was so loud for Riser. Yeah. I mean, they they didn't know him, and they were chanting, "Let's go, Riser." This is awesome. And um, and it made me realize, you know, and, and when you're at the top, I know a lot of people are jealous and they say things about, they did about me. Mm -hmm. And they say things about Riser. And I was actually talking to Roger last night. Me and Roger uh, Mathis was talking on the phone. And I told him, I said, I'm so amazed at how over Riser is. And, uh, and, la and I said, at that minor show, I said, the six-man scramble, and, you know, you had Tony Flood return, and you had me, you, and Curly. But the guy who got the most crowd reaction was Riser. And I, I could not help but smile because, like, he is now the face of Stride. Mm -hmm. I mean, he is now the guy. And, I, I mean, I was so happy. And I was so, like, you know, him and Peyton are both trainees of Stride. They're both, you know, pretty, you know, 
Peyton especially is very green. And all the people that were chanting this is awesome and and doing things yeah. uh in the match. And you know, and it's uh for the longest time I you know if you watch WWE and, and I know I'm going off on a on a Tyler tangent here, but <laughs> but if you watch WWE, like that's what they're missing right now is that baby face. If you think about the eighties and nineties, you had Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. you know, and then you had Stone Cold who was that baby face. Even though he wasn't the typical baby face, he was jacked, he was buff. And he was a good-looking guy. He was a baby face. And then you ha- even had The Rock, who had that look. just that good-looking, muscled-up, tan look. And then you had John Cena. Yeah. And, you, you know, he had that look. Just that, you know. And, and I know a lot of wrestling fans get jealous, and they don't like that look. And But I, I felt like, you know, everybody always kind of, bad mouths wrestling and, and WWE and stuff. And, and, you know, I know AEW has loaded up their roster, but that's what I feel like AEW's missing is just that guy, that good looking buff baby face guy. Um, you know, I mean, more people tuned into AEW to watch Shaquille O'Neal wrestle than they watched CM Punk return. Mm-hmm. Like they're missing that baby. Well, I think if AEW gets that guy, I do think that's when their competition for WWE. That's when they're going to overtake them. And I think WWE for the longest time tried to make Roman Reigns that guy. They wanted him, and the, the people just never bought it. He yeah. wasn't that guy. Um, and I think when WWE gets that guy, you know, look at John Cena. He comes back, they sell 50,000 tickets to SummerSlam right. and have more tickets bought. Because of he's that he's the last guy that people remember is that guy. Anyway, you know, for the longest time, not tooting my own horn, you know, I do that enough. <laughs> I felt like I was always that guy. Right. That even if I was, you know, I remember Herb Simmons told me, like, I wasn't champion anymore and I came and we had a huge sellout crowd. And then... I was semi-main, and I wasn't in a big storyline. And I remember Herb told me, we have you semi-main because even though you're not in the main event, you're still the draw here. You're still the the top baby face. You're still the one people, um, you're you're still the main guy that, you know, I, uh, you know, that that kind of people pay to see. And then even at Stride, when I kind of moved myself out of the main event, you know, we talked about it before, me and Cash was a huge storyline. And I kind of always felt like as long as I was there because of where I've been and what I've done, especially in this area, I was going to be a draw or a sell. And since, and maybe that's my fault for, you know, always being there and not taking a step back like I wanted to. But since I've taken a step back, I feel like Riser like has taken that spot. Mm-hmm. And it, I was so happy that I was there and I'm working and nobody gave a crap about me. <laughs> nobody gave, and I mean, they did, but I mean, um, you know, me and you have wrestled and me and you have gotten gigantic pops. We just did not get that on Thursday. Yeah. And, and riser got it. And I, like, I just, I was sitting there watching and I was so happy and I text him after cause I was so happy. Like, 
he's the guy. I mean, he is the face. And, you know, as over, like I was talking to Roger, like Roger's over and people pay to see him kill people, but he's not the face of the company. People come to see Axe Allward be the old school warrior, but he's not the face of the company. People come to see, you know, Dexter Roswell act crazy and do things, but he's not the face of the company. He's not that superstar that's that guy. And I, I'm sitting there watching the match, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, Riser is that guy. Like, he's replaced me. He's, like, he's, like, you talking about that kid being so, in, like, invested. Like, he's, you know, he's more over than Heath Hatton and Kevin Huntsberger, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, I'm not, you know, saying me and you are anything big, but, like, I, I like, I don't know. I, I just wanted to go off on that because I'm so... I was like, that was the one thing Saturday or Thursday that stuck out in my mind as I was watching that match was like listening to the crowd. Cause I've always talked about how much I always listen to the crowd. Yeah. Like I'm just sitting there listening. And I, I mean, I was so happy because I'm like, now that gives somebody for Roger to wrestle. Now that gives somebody for Dexter Roswell to wrestle. Now, you know, it, it gives all these, you know, things and, you know, we had a sellout. I remember you texted me and said, we're sold out at Fainting Room Only. And the main event was Brian Richards versus Riser. Right, right. You know, two years ago, if I put that on a main event, people laugh at me. Yeah. And tell absolutely. me I'm stupid. Right. Like, that is, like, it, I, I'm too, I'm, I'm mad at myself and I'm stupid to not realize that, like, Riser was that guy a long time ago. I just didn't realize it. Um, and I know that was absolutely nothing to do. You kind of brought up Riser and it oh, made yeah, me think no. of it. But I, like, I could not be more proud and more happy of that kid. And, um, you know, and I, and I, you know, I told them I was in that top spot for a long time and I was in that top spot at a lot of companies and people are jealous. And, you know, and I told him, I said, you're the one that goes to the gym. You're the one that works out. You're the one that is athletic. You're the one that understands how to listen to the crowd. So when people backstage get jealous, don't let it affect you because, like, you're selling out crowds. Yeah. You're draw. I mean, you are drawing people in. You're the main event. You're the draw. People are coming to see you, and they're staying through the whole main event. They're not leaving early. Right. They're staying. I mean, we talked about, you know, APW days and stuff. Sometimes the main event, half the crowd was gone. Right. You know, yeah. and, you know, and, and sometimes I was the main event, but, uh, um, at Stride, nobody leaves when that guy's in the main event. And, uh, I just, I couldn't be more proud of where, where the company is and, and those guys in charge. And I know it, it sucks that, you know, I know you like to be put over and you like to be undefeated <laughs> and you like to be the, the star of the show. Um, but you know, riser was more over than me and you and uh, i was happy about that yeah no that's that is uh, a, a very good point and you know like you said earlier you know that's where i think sometimes these larger companies get themselves into a bind because they haven't made that next big guy that next face of the company so to speak and um you know like you, to your point earlier as well, you know, you haven't wrestled in a stride ring in six months. So it, it was, it's, it's good 
that you know in that time er, uh, riser has had that opportunity to you know continue to hone his craft and 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 like you said brian richards versus riser uh, as the main event you wouldn't have thought you know that would have been a sold out crowd but man i'm telling you that place uh, the the stride building was packed and uh like you said they don't leave at intermission people don't leave at intermission they stick around and they and they watch because sometimes people bring their families and they'll stay and watch their match and then they leave but that wasn't the case that hasn't been the case for quite some time with stride um you know even pre-pandemic stuff so uh, it, it is good to um, have some of this young talent and, and you know, Riser is, uh, like you said, one of those guys I think that's going to continue to make a difference uh, in our locker room and in our roster and, and working with the other talent. And, you know, we saw it on, on Thursday night at, at the ballpark with uh, guys like Savion and Axe and, and Roger and... You know, Roger was in there in the opening match with with a lot of the trainees, and I think that that's a good thing too because you don't want it being trainee versus trainee all the time, or you know, veteran versus veteran, and Axe working with Savion. I mean, it's it's easy to tell that this company is building off of its talents and using those talents to to create and develop new stars, and I think that that is. You know, and I, I, I'm sure there's a method to the madness, and that is exactly what you have in mind in pairing some of these guys together. Because on paper, sometimes it may be like, what? Why is this happening? But it works, and I think it brings out the best in both the veteran and the new guy. Yeah, I mean, I've talked on this before, and I mean, you know, you know Roger, who is one of my really good friends in the business, you know, like, he made a comment to the trainees, you know, like, Roger will call me and he'll ask what I think. Mm-hmm. Or he'll message me and ask what I think. And that, that's the, the respect level, you know, that I think, you know, somebody like him has that Roger realizes where I've been and, and what I've done and the level I've done it at. And and somebody like him who's been around a while, he understands. And, and, you know, and Roger, you know, wants to be at that level and he wants to do things and you know, he messaged me one time about his match, and you know what? I was like, I didn't like it. It wasn't very good, and this is why. And, you know, because, you know, I mean, I just read, you know, Eric Bischoff said, you know, if I go out and watch Brock Lesnar squash somebody and be the undefeatable monster, like, I've already seen that. I don't want to see it anymore. And, you know, I told Roger, like, you know, like, people don't want to see that from you anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want to see you work. They want to see you have a match. They want to see you put somebody over. They want to see you, you know, in trouble. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, you know, Roger, you're a real life, you know, I mean, I wouldn't fight Roger in real life, <laughs> no. you know. Um, but, you know, if, if, you know, like when Brock Lesnar was in UFC, he lost a couple times, you know, and that's, a, you know, a, a real, quote unquote, real fight. And um, and so, you know, like I tell Roger, like, people come because they, they want to believe and, um, and they want to, you know, they want to see B-Rad cheat and get the best of, uh, and get the best of Roger. And they, they want to see things like this. And, uh, you know, I'm telling Roger, like, you know, yeah, you could kill every single person in the stride locker room, you know, probably two or three at the same time. Yeah. But the crowd doesn't want to see that. Right. Um, you know, because they've already seen it. 
And, um, you know, and, and so, you know, and I think that's what made somebody like, you know, Daniel Bryan so special, you know, like, because you knew he was always going to have a good match and you knew he was always going to do stuff to make it believable or whatever, you know, and, um, and like I, you know, I personally, like if I was WWE, is completely different. I would be more worried about Daniel Bryan going to AEW. Yeah. Because I think, you know, he's a huge draw. Mm-hmm. And he's a, like, he's somebody wrestling fans, every wrestling fan loves. Yeah. And like, I'm a, you know, I'm a CM Punk fan. You know, one of the, my favorite matches is him and Cena. Um, and I, I don't dislike him. But like, and I, and I think it's great that he's back. And, but I mean, he's also 42 years old. Mm hmm. So, you know, I mean, and he, he's, you know, and I watched him on that Hill show, and he's actually a pretty good little actor, you know? Uh-huh. I mean, he, he, I, I get he was playing a wrestler, but, I mean, he wasn't a bad actor, and he said that's what he wants to do. So, you know, AEW can't build a company, I don't think, around him at this point in his career. But somebody like Daniel Bryan, like, I mean, he sold out a WrestleMania. Yeah. You know, I mean, his yes movement was like, I mean, high schools were doing it. Right. I mean, right. It, like, I mean, he kind of was like, I mean, he hadn't got those concussions or, you know, I mean, who knows? Right. Um, so and so, potential. I mean, he's the guy that I think, you know, if you notice when Roman Reigns talked, you know, and he did his little thing, everybody's talking about, he didn't mention Daniel Bryan <laughs> didn't move the needle. Right. Because <laughs> Daniel Bryan freaking moves the needle. And so if I was WWE, he'd be the one I'd be worried about because, there's a lot of talent in AEW that Daniel Bryan could have some amazing matches with. Yeah. I mean, him and Omega would be a pretty good match um, that people would want to see. Yeah. Um, and so, like, you know, I think he's somebody that's like, whoa, like, you could really build a company around. Yeah. Um, and, and we're and, recording this, obviously, before the, the pay-per-view this weekend for uh, AEW. So by the time you're listening to this, he may already be there. But uh, I do think that he's going to uh, be a big game changer for that company. I do. I mean, he's he's somebody that I am like, you know, like, I mean, like I was, you know, to be honest, this is kind of weird. But the main reason I was excited for... Uh, you know, CM Punk coming back is because I knew he's Red Daniels' favorite wrestler. Mm. And I'm like, I'm a nerd like that, where I'm like, like when Triple H wrestles, I would like to think you or somebody gets excited because my favorite wrestler, right. you know, is wrestling. You know, it's yeah. like, to me, I like that. Like, okay, my friend is getting to watch his favorite wrestle. Yeah. Like, I wasn't even excited that he was back. I was more excited that, like, my friend gets a chance to watch his favorite wrestler wrestle again. Um, you know, so like when, when Triple H comes back, it's like, you know, I get to, I I watch it because no matter what he's doing, he's my favorite. And so I get to watch him wrestle. And so, um, you know, it was funny, but that's honestly why, you know, I was, if somebody from the sixties came back to life, you would get to watch one of your favorites wrestle and I would (laughs) be happy for you. Um, you know, but, um, you know, that kind of, you know, that's kind of where I am with that. But, you know, I know it's kind of off, but that's all I could think about watching that minors was, you know, like, you know, just, you know, I feel like, you know, uh, like the cash in, you know, like when Roger, when Riser cashed in on me, how electric that place went, 
and I know we were at our building, but we were sold out mm-hmm. and how nuts everybody went when he cashed in. And like now when like Dexter Roswell cashes in, like the amount of, of like excitement, but he, but like mad people are going to get because he cashed in on riser. Like that's, like that's money. Like that's what you, you know, like, when I meet, you know, when me and Tony, you know, had our Iron Man, and you know, Red Daniels cashed in. We've always talked about that pop. I've never had yeah. a pop like that. Yeah, you've never had one. I've never heard one like that. Yeah, um, but it was because at that time, I mean, we just had six hundred and something people at West Frankfurt, five hundred and something people at Johnson City, and then we had four hundred and something people at Stridiversary, and I, I was. You know, I just had an Iron Man, so I was really invested, and I was really over at that time. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, I was, you know, me and Tony Flood, you know, sold out for an Iron Man, you know, and I was really over. And Red Daniels returning and and cashing in, like, because I was so over, and you know, they missed Red. I mean, it like. It, it caused for great stuff. And then it elevated red, like me being over elevated red. So like, you know, I, you know, somebody like Dexter, like, you know, I hope he realizes by him cashing in on somebody like riser who's over helps him. You know, I'm, you know, if I had somebody who's not over like Kevin Hunchberger as the champ and, <laughs> and Dexter cashes in, he's probably not going to get a reaction that he wants because they're not going to care. Right. Um, and so like, it's, you know, it's, it, I think it's great for stride and it's great for the, you know, I hate to say it, you know, my, my wrestling days are, they're getting numbered. You know, I mean, Thursday, you know, I left for work at six forty-five. you know, I'm a school teacher and I had an observation. I'm student teaching right now. So I had to be observed. So I was observed all morning Thursday and then uh, I got, I left at 2.45 and I drove a van with softball girls to Thompsonville, Illinois. We played a softball game that went the full seven innings <laughs> that we won three to two. I literally got done at 6.15, 6.20. I drove to Marion. I came in. My wife had made me a steak. I ate the steak. I showered. I got my wrestling stuff together. I threw it in the van. And I, I brought the van home. I kept the school van home oh. all night. And then I drove up to the thing and I got to the building like in the fourth inning or fifth inning. And I hurried up, got with you, put a match together, wrestled. I got home at like 11. And when I got home, my daughter was up waiting for me to help her with homework. Oh, so like, wow. it, like, you know, and then on Friday I had school and we had to leave at 645. So it's getting harder and harder to, you know, wrestle. I mean, I hadn't worked out really. I've been doing yoga and that's it. I hadn't really worked out. And you, anybody who knows me knows I, mean, I have a freaking home gym. Right. Um, right. And I haven't had time. I mean, you know, because I'm coaching and, you know, we're gone until late. And, um, and so, you know, like you, first thing you asked me before we got on the podcast is if I felt okay. Um, you know, it, it's getting harder and harder, you know, because I, I refuse, I refuse to wrestle if I'm not what I feel like I should be. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the first time in my career, you know, I wrestled with the shirt off. 
Um, and so, you know, it, it's, it's getting harder and harder to go out and, and, you know, do stuff. And, you know, I know like riser, you know, he texted me and he was like, you know, when are me and you going to wrestle? And I'm like, I don't feel like I could go with you right now. I don't feel like I could, I could help you put on a good match. You know, I feel like I would drop the ball and, uh, and yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. And so Saturday, you know, Thursday felt good to be out there and just, you know, when Curly was in there and I had just taken AJ Kellis's finish mm-hmm. and I'm laying there and Curly was running around and he forgot the spot and then he almost killed those guys in the corner. I was laughing <laughs> hysterically. Um, and then I turn and I see you're getting ready to take a DDT and you've never taken one. Right. <laughs> you had no clue how to take one. Uh, I told you you were taking one, you know, 30 <laughs> minutes before we wrestled. We didn't even rehearse it. No. And, uh, and you had never taken one. And he grabs you in the sheer look of terror on your face. <laughs> I just start laughing and I'm snorting and I turn to the side and this guy goes, he's Hatton's laughing. Like, what's he laughing at? <laughs> And I was laughing because I'm like, Kevin Huntsberger's about to die. <laughs> Be a, I mean, like, I mean, if Curly didn't die, if his heart didn't stop, I'm like, Kevin's going to get a concussion. I'm laying here. I can barely walk after taking one bump. And I'm like, and I just couldn't help but laugh. Right. And, and to me, like, like that was fun because I knew I couldn't, I couldn't put on a four-star match. Uh, let's be honest, you can't either. Oh, no you know. <laughs> and so, you know, like, I just, I started laughing, and I turned to the side, and this guy's like, what is he laughing at? And I couldn't help it. And, like, I I didn't even care, you know? I'm like, um, you know, you know, Kevin, you know, just hit a choke slam, and, um, you know, and so... But that match was, I think, designed to be fun, too, because obviously when you have Curly in there... You're gonna have you know the hijinks and the three stooges and the the, the whole shtick at the beginning and and whatnot. So, um, you know, I, I had a great time. It was a blast, and I, it was good. Um, again, I think being with that outdoor, I, there's something about those outdoor shows. I just love the vibe that that we get from doing those shows outside, as long as it's not raining like it did in Pulaski. So. Yeah, I mean, it was fun. Like, you know, it was, I, I laughed because I was talking to, you know, like I said, I was talking to Roger last night and I told him, I said, did you notice how I put the match together where I only took one bump and I didn't do anything? And uh, the whole guy with the health issue, Curly, was the one that we had in most of the time. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, and like, again, I mean, I've been observed this week and I've been busy, so we didn't get a chance to get with you and right. go over what we were going to do. I mean, we put a match together in the fifth inning of a baseball game, right? you know, and you're, I mean, you're not a trained wrestler, you know, and, and you've never been a trained wrestler. And so, you know, I mean, it was, I think it was designed to be more of just uh, you know, we went like 12 minutes, you yeah. know, and, and it was just, you know, I put it together just as something to, to bring the crowd over, and then, you know, but I, I, you know, as we got done wrestling, you know, I was like, oh, you know, that was fun. I had a blast. And and then, like I said, when I came back down and the crowd had stayed and, 
And as I was walking up, I mean, they were like five minutes into the match, five minutes in, and they were chanting, this is awesome. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I was just like, man, like, I mean, I was just, you know, and it, it was actually, you know, Logan, you know, Garrett's husband or Dexter Roswell's husband came over and basically said, went on and on about how good Peyton was. Yeah. You know, how great Peyton was. And, you know, and that's kudos, you know, to Riser, who he's been working with and doing stuff with. And, uh, you know, and, and like, this is like, you know, you know, my wife was backstage and, and, um, and, uh, this is what was so like, this tells you why I feel like Riser is in the place that he's in and Peyton's in the place where he's at. They came up to me and they said, Hey, will you listen to what I got? Nobody else has done that in such a long time. Mm -hmm. They told me their match and they asked me if I could help it. And so I gave them what I would do if it was me. And they were like, Oh my God, that's awesome. And then Roger came back and Roger asked them what they had. And then Roger gave them some input based off of what I had told them. And they put a match together but they had asked two veterans what they thought. Yeah. And they never once argued with me. They never once tried to um, defend what they wanted to do. And they never once, like, you know, it was like, wow, you know, like that is what has made Riser where he's at is he's never thought that he, and, and like we've talked in this podcast a hundred times. I've always said I was always that guy. If a veteran gave me advice, I listened. And I would try it because who knows? I mean, this guy's been around and maybe this veteran who gave me advice wasn't the best, but he gave me some advice that I listened to and I took. And I feel like, you know, the fact that Riser came up to me and asked, and, he, and you know, he's like, I hate to ask, but would you? And then they, I, they asked and I gave him advice. And then I heard him ask Roger, like, nobody else does that. You know, I mean, and now, you know, we have agents, people don't know, we have agents in charge of matches and stuff, and so they get the input or whatever, mm -hmm. but like, it's, you know, I mean, how many guys actually ask? I mean, how many guys, you know, actually, you know, will, will say that? And, um, and I honestly, like, you know, like, again, I know this has been a, you know, a, a, a riser, uh, you know, thing, but I just, I don't think people understand that how important it is to have that at a company to have that, that guy that is, you know, can draw you in a crowd. Um, it's, it's just you're like, it, it, you can't, you know, for Southern Illinois, you, how important that is, you know, um, you know, and so just humble, just, just, just all around proud of the company, proud of where it's at, proud of like where it's grown. Um, you know, and, and just, you know, it's, it's kudos to everybody, you included and, you know, and, and just everybody, um, you know, Thursday was, you know, it was a great night. I feel again for the company and, and now we're, you know, building and they're, they're still moving forward and, you know, they're doing it without me, mm -hmm. you know, so, which is what I've always wanted. Yeah. Well, thank you because, you know, obviously it's your vision, it's your, uh, you know, planning and, and, and patience and whatnot that has gotten us to this point and I'm proud and, and happy to be a part of it and, and thank you for uh, letting me dust off my 
uh, thigh huggers and, and get in there and and wrestle and, and you know it's been almost two years but uh, you know I always have fun and, and I like being in in more of the tag team things because then I don't have to worry about being in there and looking too foolish for too long so uh, it was a good time and and I was nervous about the DDT but I thought you know what I'll be all right I'll be all right so yeah I mean you survived um, you know I mean I uh, I was laughing too hard so if you would have died that would have <laughs> <laughs> probably gone viral um you know but uh you know but yeah it was uh like i said i you know i didn't feel like i was any better than you were on thursday you know oh, um, i didn't now. feel like you know i uh um you know like it, it's so funny how much six months off you know uh when you don't do anything you know especially you know work i mean i just don't get how these guys do it that don't work out and don't exercise, you know, um, I just like, you know, I could, I could literally tell a difference, you know, you, you feel everything. And, uh, you know, I took one bump and I felt that I actually, you know, I, I got sore hitting my, my splash in the corner, you know, cause I haven't run and, you know, ran and jumped in so long. Um, you know, I was going to hit a drop kick and I hit an arm drag <laughs> because I didn't want to jump and land. Uh, right. You know, and, uh, you know, because all I could think about was like, don't get hurt, like just don't get hurt, you know. Um, and which I've never thought that before, um, and that's all I could think about now is just don't get hurt. So, um, but no, overall it was a great time, and you know I had a blast, and you know just thank you to everybody that was a part of it. It was uh, it was such a fun night. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Tyler, thank you so much. Anything else you want to say before we wrap up this week's episode? Uh, that's it. All right, yeah. man. Well, as always, friends, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to check out strideprowrestling.com. You can learn more about the Stride Training Academy as well as that show coming up this Saturday night, September 11th. Uh, it'll be at the Stride Building in Carterville. And again, it's strideprowrestling.com, my one, two, three cents. You can also check out, I believe, if you're listening to this Monday morning, the uh, Labor Day sale for Pro Wrestling Tees wraps up today. So buy a Stride shirt, buy a My123 Cent shirt, and help support the cause. Thanks everyone for listening, and have a great rest of your Labor Day. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com.